Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Blame Harry Styles, a podcast dedicated to the work of musician, model, and actor Harry Styles. This week in episode 20, we're going to cover Love on Tour, Washington, D.C., Detroit, St. Paul, and Chicago, both nights one and two. My name is Key. And I'm Gray. And what do you blame Harry for this week, Gray? So I was telling Key uh, before we started recording that my kitchen table looks absolutely insane because I'm still continuing my madman project of recreating Harry's outfits. And they recently got some new craft supplies from Walgreens. So there's all sorts of sparkles and like markers and glitter glue just kind of everywhere. And yeah, so I definitely blame Harry for that because they are his outfits. So he did this to me. What about you, Key? For me, um, I think it's probably the loss of one of my coveted vacation days because ended up finding a way to get to Harryween, y'all, both nights. So super excited about that. Um, friend of the show, Ava, who listeners may remember from some of our previous episodes, Gray and I are going to be going to Harryween together. So super excited. It should be really fun. But I will be taking the following Monday off. So I blame you, Harry, but it's definitely worth it. So I don't blame you too much. <laughs> We're taking New York City. We're hitting the town. And it's going to be really great. Okay, so we don't have any news except for tour, so we're going to move on to our main segment. Key, do you want to start us out here? Yeah, so like you guys will know if you listened to our last couple episodes, we're just kind of doing something different for Love on Tour. Normally we kind of, even though we try not to, we always end up doing these kind of gargantuan, like one and a half to two hour episodes diving into a particular topic. But for tour, just for everyone's sanity and to kind of just be able to cover this tour as it happens, um, we're going to keep try and keep it shorter. So normally we record when Harry has a show that night, so it guarantees that we get it out quick. This weekend that didn't end up happening, but we're going to still try to keep it short and sweet this week and just kind of go through the shows, the outfits that he wore, the fun things that happened, and yeah, just kind of covered this week in Harry's tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode will be our last episode for a while that pulls on audience reactions For those of you who have been wonderful in filling out the surveys, you may have noticed that after we hit Detroit, I stopped putting them out, Um, and that is because we hit our bandwidth for making this every single time. So thank you so much for everybody who contributed to our polls. We loved having your opinions so, so much. Um, In the month of October, Key and I are both going to like a bazillion shows. So our October uh, shows... Okay, by bazillion, some people actually go to like, (laughs) you know, 20 shows. Like we're going to like three. So like (laughs) bazillion here is like, you know... Yeah, a very, a very defined number. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. So, to, yeah, to be clear, I'm going to three and maybe four shows, and he is the same. But for me, yeah, that is that's a lot. But uh, yeah, it is definitely. Uh, a lot. Yeah. So, but uh, in October, we'll be mostly focusing on those shows while still doing some coverage on the other shows in just a little bit more of a loose fashion. And uh, when we regroup in November, we'll talk about if we want to do polls again or like how we want to cover the shows then. If you have any suggestions of how you'd like to hear us cover the tour, if there's anything we're missing, obviously you can contact us at our email. But yeah, I think that now we can get into it. Key, do you want to start us off with DC? Yeah, I can start us off with DC. I'll also say if you do want to contact us, our email and our Twitter at are both in the description of this podcast. Yes. So in case you weren't sure where to reach us. 
Um, yeah, so for DC, let's start us out with the DC outfit, which is this lilac pants, lilac shirt with it looks like white, like peony pattern combo. So, great. what did you think of this outfit? I thought it was great. Um, I love the colors. And I love the flowers. I thought it was I thought it was fun to make when I when I made it for the hairy doll. Yeah, I I just thought it was a good outfit. One of our listeners promoted he is my most favorite, most precious flower. I want to stroke his petals. <laughs> and I relate to that statement. Uh Key, how do you feel? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um I think it's nice to see these kind of pattern shirts where we're starting to see, I think, as as time goes along, you know, little switch ups of this kind of quote unquote fine line uniform. So this one was definitely one that I liked. I still think Vegas is like my top outfit and nothing has dethroned it yet. But um, for where we are right now, I liked mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll move on to some favorite moments. So I'll just say I thought the DC show was like really good and really high energy. So if you were there, congratulations. I really thought that you guys <laughs> were raucous and had a great time. Part of that could have been also just because the live stream of it was really, really good. Like somebody was just in the pit, like not moving at all. So it was like a super close stream surrounded by a ton of people screaming, which is like kind of the ideal scenario. So maybe that did contribute to like the sense of the energy that I got. But overall, I thought the DC show was really fun. And yeah, it must have been even more fun to, to watch when you were there. But some things that emerged for me, he did one of those, you know, the facts things that he's been doing where he just Googles the top facts oh about God. that place and he just like <laughs> says stuff. So, and he was like, you know, he, he went out for a walk around the city and he was like, you know, and it's A Street, B Street. And he like went through all the streets and then he was like, there's no J Street. And then he was like, that's one for the locals, which... It, the comedy tour <laughs> continues is all I have to say to that one. And yeah. So I enjoy his facts that he's been sharing at each of the tour stops. I saw people making, I don't know how comprehensible this will be to people in the future, but those, those nar, those nar mean memes about like (laughs) me trying to hit going nar, (laughs) like with like cry and like laugh uh, to the J street one. And uh, I, yeah, I relate to that. Yeah, somebody really liked the sunflower you had on the mic stand. Yeah, that was really, really cute. Um, yeah, that was a really good performance, the sunflower. Yeah. I remember one of the things that didn't land from a DC performance was he really did try to, like, skip around and go, there's a new president, and, like, nobody <laughs> nobody went oh, yeah. for it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that worked. He really... But um, it, it, he moved on from it quick. He did. So he recovered. He recovered from that. I'm very proud of him. Uh, he hit the note for "Will Be All Right" in Fine Line, which was amazing. Yeah, I, I noted that because listeners would remember that in our last episode, I said that he didn't hit the note, and Gray was like, "People are gonna roast you for that." Listeners were very kind. I wasn't roasted, but yeah, I was very happy to see that he hit the note for this DC show, and he's kind of continued to mostly yeah. be on track with that. So I, that's I'm happy to see that. There's so, something yeah, that was a nice moment too. There's something so special about that moment of the show is just like such like a just like a release of the song i don't know like i uh i feel like he's recognized that the song really isn't the same without it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and so i think it's really special that he like goes for it even though i know that it's like near the end of the show and he's got to be tired but like he really does just like 
shout it. And I, I don't know, there's something about that release to me that's just like, like it just makes the song for me to have that higher yeah. register. Um, and we'll see as that, like, that's developed through these shows too, where it seems like he's getting, I don't know, uh, more and more comfortable with it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just like, if it's because he's been like practicing and seeing like, okay, yeah, I can do this or like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really sure. What What's your take on that? Do you think that, for example, what we saw last night in Chicago night two, which we will still talk about but he did it in the higher register almost the entire time do you think that that's because he wasn't performing for a few days or like yes yeah i think that has to do with the fact that there's no shows the next three days if i'm being totally honest i i could be wrong and maybe he'll do it again Mm -hmm. at the next show or whatever but he also didn't do it on falsetto i know we're like jumping around like we wouldn't normally do this but yeah i thought i found that interesting but yeah, I guess he's still kind of, you know, flirting with different arrangements of stuff and seeing yeah. seeing what works the best vocally. It's cool to see. So other DC things that jump out. So every night he's kind of like searching for different synonyms that he can come up with oh um, for telling people that they're going to be looking at his ass for part of the night. But for that night for DC, he said, bottom all night, baby. Oh so that was something that he said <laughs> that I thought was of note. Um... <laughs> And what else do we got? We have, he did a cute little baton march mm-hmm. where he like, you know, where, where he picked up something from the stage and he was like doing a little march and it was cute because you could see like the band like laughing at him while he did it and the band interactions have been great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just thought he sounded really great. I thought vocally that night he was like really on his A game. So that those are kind of the things that stick out to me from DC. Something that's been very special. Um, and I don't know if this was started in DC, but our one of the friends of the pod was saying that they saw this in person in DC, which is when the show is all over, Harry's band will hold up the Black Lives Matter flag after Harry leaves the stage. And so we have a photograph of it here. Niji and Polly and often Aline and Nayo and Sarah, I think all of them will post it up on Instagram, the, the big like spread photograph of them holding it. So yeah, I just think that that's Um, just really beautiful and cool. And I know I have friends who have been really touched by that. I've been touched by it too. Yeah, I just think it's really great. Yeah, this was a particularly special moment in D.C. because it was the first time that all of them had kind of stood on the stage and and held the flag together. I don't think they've done that every night. I think Polly and Niji will often do it. But like this was the night kind of that they all stood together and did it. And we'll kind of touch on similar things throughout the show Mm because a few different variations that happened at the other nights but yeah that that was definitely something that emerged from dc as well yeah for anything else uh i guess just this one listener was really sweet i love him and i was crying the whole time i sobbed so hard my kidneys hurt but i think that was because i was dehydrated he's my baby (laughs) and i'm so glad we're alive at the same time oh wow so sweet so that was from somebody who attended in person yeah i think so um (laughs) No, not not crying and sobbing at the live stream. Um, but yeah, that, that was cute. I, I'm glad people are having such a great time at the shows, and I look forward to having that same experience myself. So, yeah. Okay, now moving on to Detroit. Key, how did you feel about this outfit? Yeah, so in Detroit, we have a red shirt, and we have these sparkly pants. So it's the first time he's gone with the pants being like the more, like, you know, mm-hmm. sparkly, mm-hmm. like, 
of note element of the outfit and there's they're like these teal pants that have like kind of like a sparkly pattern it's kind of hard to see what the pattern is because the pants are so sparkly so overall i really like the pants i i don't know if i'm so hot on them being paired with the red shirt i feel like i would have preferred like a white shirt or something with it but yeah, I really love the pants. What about you? Yeah, I like the pants too. I thought that they were cool. I used a little teal pattern to remake them, so that was really fun. And yeah, I don't know. I thought this outfit was cute. It's it's hard, and one of our listeners noted in the survey that sometimes it's a little hard because there's so many performances, so sometimes it's like even difficult to remember, okay, which outfit was for which performance. So... Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that particularly says Detroit about this outfit, um, but I do like it, you know? Um, yeah. My theorizing that each outfit was particularly, like, nodding to each place, I don't think quite played out. I think some of them do, um, but maybe not Detroit's outfit. <laughs> yeah, nothing to the level of the 2018 tour last time where he had, like, such clear nods in the suits to the different places, and I'd love to see that crop up again. I think it's like a really tall order for the U.S. tour because there's so many dates and like yeah. there's like not that much that's distinctive about like some American cities in comparison to like London and like right, right. Vienna and Mexico City where like, you know, if, if there's like three different shows in Florida, all at different Florida towns, like is there anything <laughs> specific to like that Florida town versus the other I'm not sure right but um yeah I hope that that crops up again when he when he tours Europe because I really liked that about the outfits in 2018 but we'll have to see yeah so another question I asked was going forward what do you think the long-term cultural impact of the banana song will be (laughs) yeah so this is the first night that he did the banana song was this the first night of the banana song yeah it must have been yeah that makes sense So let's explain a little bit what that was. Okay, so the banana song, there was a person in a banana costume who was in, I guess, the pit, probably. And Mm -hmm. Harry spotted her when he was doing his watermelon sugar thing. Uh, (laughs) You know, his little lead into watermelon sugar. And he pointed at her and go, she's dressed as a banana. She's dressed as a banana, but he, he, you know, sing it. She's dressed as a banana. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He really got into it. And then uh, everyone else really got into the banana song. So it was coined the banana song that night. Um, And he's he's performed the banana song. I think it all the concert sense. He really wants the... He missed one, I think. he miss one? Yeah, most of them. He really wants that intro to Watermelon Sugar to work. Because it really worked in Dallas. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't really <laughs> been totally convinced of it since Dallas, if I'm honest. But he's trying really hard. So I, I give him props for that. It's like, I, I always wonder what it feels like in the room because sometimes, like, when watching it on a live stream, it like starts out strong. And then, like, once you're like three minutes into it, you're kind of like, <laughs> okay. All right, like, I don't know if the energy is, like, continuing to, like, be at the same level throughout this intro, so maybe just get into the song, but, um, yeah, maybe it, maybe it works better if you're there in person. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is funny watching him edge the audience with, with watermelon sugar, so to an extent there is some sort of a humor with it, but yeah, this, this is the thing that he was like, okay, so this is working because people really liked the banana song. <laughs> 
And we got the banana song before to be so lonely. Although, as we'll talk about in a minute, we did see the return of that. Okay, so yeah, so I guess we'll move on to. Oh, so somebody said it's going to be stuck in people's heads for years to come. More and more people are going to dress like bananas everywhere they go, myself included. And we have seen. <laughs> everywhere they go is like really a statement there. I don't know about that. To, to Harry Styles concerts. Sure. Yes, it is a statement. Um, more people have been dressing as bananas to go and get Harry to notice them. So it has been working. Yeah, that was predictable. Yeah. I saw that coming from a while ago. You're like, oh man, the whole audience is going to be bananas now. <laughs> but not... You know, if people want to do that, more power to it them. It seems very sweaty to go to a Harry Styles concert in the pit in a banana costume. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like the person who went in a Big Bird costume. Oh my God, how are you guys <laughs> doing like these full suit <laughs> costumes? Yeah, we'll have to see it, Harry Ween. I'm very much looking forward to like seeing what kinds of costumes people go for but um yeah people just wearing them to normal shows which i vibe with too his costumes are so good and my costumes are costumes well one of mine is really good the other i have not acquired yet so we'll have to see we'll have to see excited about that um but yeah so other moments from detroit that emerge we've got the hit me with your tour bus sign to which harry replied (laughs) I'm going to politely decline. Yeah, you, <laughs> you seem, seem like, like a, a nice, nice person. person. I'm going to politely decline, which was which was cute. Um, I always wonder, that always reminds me of the SNL Dylan Sarah Lee skit that he did. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I always enjoy people like him being confronted with people saying those things to him. Mm-hmm. And then he did the skit about it. So mm-hmm. that amuses me. Um, we've got the return of This Is A Family Show or Is It? Mm-hmm. Which I think people have been waiting for. And this was the first show that that cropped up again. And he's been waiting very long before saying or is it because he's a menace. So there's that. There was another lesbian engagement at the concert. Wow. So during What Makes You Beautiful, I think that at the, the last, I think the last lesbian engagement was also during What Makes You Beautiful at the Harry Styles concert. Yeah, I think they both So were. congratulations to lesbians. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um... There was this moment in the show where I think it was somebody's birthday in the audience and, and he asked them... Yeah, I forget. I think it was somebody's birthday and he asked them like what they want to be or something mm. and they were like, you. And so that was a moment. And then he was like, what's your favorite song? And then the person was like, woman. And then he's like, we've already done that one. Oh my God. Now we're going to do Canyon Moon. And it was like, why did you ask? Because like, like what are the, like unless the person specifically said Canyon Moon, like what was the plan there? No. So I have to say, I'm calling this person out. So listen, if Harry, I know that it must be very intimidating for Harry to talk to you and to address you. I would poop my pants, probably. (laughs) But you have, if Harry notices you, you have a very important role, which is that if he says, what is your favorite song? You have a duty to this community to say medicine. That's all I'm saying. You just have, you have the duty to say medicine because maybe he'll play it. (laughs) (laughs) there are definitely pros and cons to that where i'm like it would be amazing if somebody was like medicine and he just did it Mm -hmm. but it would also be extremely awkward if you said medicine and he was like we're not doing that song here's canyon moon you have to be brave but like they don't have a medicine arrangement like they're like not prepped to play that song so and there's like different band members that weren't here (laughs) when he originally played it 
So I just think, like, I'm not sure that that would be my recommendation. My recommendation would be know the set list so that when he asks you a favorite song, if it's before Canyon Moon, say Canyon Moon, Mm -hmm. and then it's going to be like, yay, oh my god, we'll play the song for you, and he'll play Canyon Moon, and everything will work out. Plus, Canyon Moon's a great song, so there's no downside. Just do anything besides, like, saying the song that he already played. If they'd said, like, fine line, like, he's not going to do fine line at that point in set. So it's like, he shouldn't have asked that. Like, there's no outcome, except if that person's favorite song was Canyon Moon. That's the only outcome that would have been good. Right, right. Um, So was there anything else that emerged about Detroit? No, I think that was it for uh, Detroit. Good show. Good show all around. Okay, so now we're going to move to St. Paul. So what do you think of the St. Paul outfit, Key? I like the St. Paul outfit a lot. So the St. Paul outfit was this kind of lighter blue outfit that was reminiscent of which show did he wear the bright orange one, the Mm. blood orange one. Either way, it was basically another version of that. So with that kind of shiny like fabric on the shirt. I think that was Um, St. Louis. Yes, it was. You're right. So, yeah, so I said that at the time about the St. Louis outfit that I wasn't too hot on it because I just don't really like orange and that blood orange color, like, wasn't my favorite. So this was exactly what I wanted because blue is my favorite color. So it was a version of that outfit except in blue. So I have no complaints. I really liked it. What about you? I really liked it. I like the fabric. I actually have to uh, disagree. I liked the St. Louis fit more, but I did like the red shoes that he added to this. I saw these rumors going around and I cannot confirm them, but I saw that like apparently Judy Garland was from St. Paul and the shoes were red like the shoes in The Wizard of Oz. So maybe he switched out the shoes as like a nod to that i definitely feel like that's a very big assumption on behalf of the fans who (laughs) noticed that i uh, like i don't like a doubt the fact checking there but i don't know about that i just think he was like this would be more fun if there was red shoes but it was fun that it kind of looked very like wizard of ozzy i will say that yeah i like that okay so uh favorite moments uh he has returned to the bank of synonyms he's now going with rump at this concert gotta say not my favorite not your favorite i rump is like not the best word i don't think but he's 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 really cycling through that book of synonyms there yeah i don't think that this is necessarily the worst synonym that we'll be discussing today but uh (laughs) but this is this is the one that he used um I liked when he said that this is not the Guns N' Roses concert that was yesterday or whatever, or like last week. What are you going on? Yeah, in case you were confused. (laughs) Never tell Harry that he doesn't have a sense of humor or a level of self-awareness about like who he is and like what, you know, what he goes for. So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that joke too. Harry offered dating advice in St. Paul. Yeah, this was the big moment. The amount, there was like a ton of media coverage of this moment. Right. So... Uh, I guess to give backstory, so a person had in the audience a should I text him sign and Harry spotted it. He seemed to really get in his head about it. Like I was like, Harry, like, did this, has this, have you 
is this like a is this a situation that you're like reliving right now? Um, but he goes like when he was talking about double texting, I was like, wow, Harry Styles thinks about double texting. This is a lot to think right. about. Right? He was talking about like, oh, if he likes the thing, then that means that he technically responded. But do you want? I was like, Harry, I feel like I'm learning a little bit, a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, at the end, he said, like, if they're playing games with you, then they're trash, 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 which, you know, obviously very amusing. So I do uh, wonder how the person who was being referred to as trash, 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 if he knows that that's what Harry Styles was assuming about him in front of tens of thousands of people. Yeah, that was very Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, and also people noted that that quote, like specifically like trash, trash, trash said in that way is from the movie The Notebook. So Harry Styles' rom-com lover continues in 2021. This isn't the first time that he's just like said something and then people have found out later that it's actually a quote from The Notebook, so that amuses me. (laughs) Stars, they're just like us with their favorite movies memorized. Yeah, so that was a fun interaction. Another really beautiful thing that definitely made me emotional was in St. Paul where George Floyd was murdered last year. Um, Obviously, that was the start of the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. And um, in tribute, Harry held up uh, the Black Lives Matter flag during Sign of the Times, I think for the the whole song, right? Like, it was the whole whole time. Yeah, that was definitely very emotional to see. Um, I know I had numerous friends um, and people I saw on social media who were very emotional seeing that. Yeah, it was just really great. And he's continued to do that during Sign of the Times, I think in both concerts in Chicago. Yeah, I think so too. And Niji and Polly in particular, like were posting on social media about it and saying yeah, like this, this show was dedicated George to George Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Um, and so I don't so much want to put the emphasis on like, oh my God, like Harry did this thing. Isn't that so great? I just think it's like, yeah, it... That that they had kind of planned to dedicate that show and make that statement, I thought, um, yeah. was something to note. Yeah, sure. it's definitely not me trying to lean in and be like, Harry Styles, oh my gosh, best ally ever or anything. I just thought it was like, I just thought it was a really beautiful moment, I guess, and just very, I don't know. I, I think that Sign of the Times is definitely a very political, like, it's of a very specific political movement of the um, 2020s and you know, late 2010s, in his live on tour concert right after Hurricane Maria, um, he held up the Puerto Rican flag in in tribute to Puerto Rico during Sign of the Times. So it's it's definitely a song that he's used um, as political messaging in his concerts before. He's held up, you know, um, LGBT flags during Sign of the Times too. So yeah, I just. Um, I, which I, I, it's one of my favorite songs. So I, I like that he connects with it on like a both a spiritual and a political level, same as us. It's not just like, oh, Harry Styles wrote Sign of the Times and doesn't mean anything. I don't know. I think I'm going in circles, but um, no, I, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. So that was definitely a yeah. moment of note from the from the St. Paul show for sure. Okay. Anything else from the St. Paul show, Keith? No, I think that's that's what emerges from that show for me. Yeah. Okay. Great. So Chicago night one. What did you think of the outfit in Chicago? I liked this shirt a lot. 
the outfit for Nightwing in Chicago was these like very light lilac pants and this black sparkly shirt. It looked like it was kind of laced with sparkles. Mm-hmm. So I really, really liked the shirt. Yeah, I, I like the outfit. This is like, he's gone for lilac a few times and I think that's a color combination that I enjoy. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like this outfit. What about you? I did too. I thought lace and sparkles was just the move. It was so great. So uh, Key, what were your favorite moments from the concert? I thought the Chicago crowd was really, really loud. Again, like this could vary based on like, you know, what the stream is, where the person is is streaming from in the venue. But I, I thought I was really like, especially that Chicago night one crowd, I thought was super loud and I could hear them singing actually really well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes during concerts, people sing along and like they're not on key and like it's fine because it's a concert, whatever. I, I really felt like like when I was listening to the show in Chicago, I was like, People kind of sound good. Like this crowd's singing along and they're like on pitch and they sound good. Um, So I noted that he started out the show by asking people to weigh in on different pizza places they liked, which I thought was funny. I just love, you know, any way to make the show kind of personal to the location, I I feel like is really fun and kind of, yeah, gives, gives the people that are there that personal experience for that one night. So I thought that was fun. Yeah. One thing that I have to pull out from Chicago Night One, during Lights Up in Chicago Night One, he requested a flag from the audience. And for two minutes during Lights Up, he kind of trailed off into, when he performs Lights Up Live, he sometimes extends it past the general runtime. And he, you know, that song is obviously very interactive in a certain way where he asks the audience, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? But in this in this part, he was singing, I'm not ever going back. And then he was holding the microphone to the audience so they could sing, I'm not ever going back as he was holding up the rainbow flag. And there was something just um, I, like I, I've watched that clip many times and I just um, I don't know. It's just something that's extremely like moving and personal to me. I think that, you know, we've gone into our Lights Up episode a lot about like what that song means to Harry and what it means to, you know, LGBT people who have interacted with that song and like the music video. And I just feel like, you know, a a lot of Harry's audience is LGBT and he knows this. And so to like hold up the rainbow flag and like have the audience sing back at you. I'm not ever going back, especially when at the beginning of the show, he says, be whoever you want to be in this room tonight. Like there's just something, just something very like moving and striking about it to me. Definitely. I thought about that that night too. I thought about it. I think about it mostly every night when he does lights up because it kind of, okay. So bear with me here. Okay. It's a little bit like the ABBA song, Super Trooper. So in that, I know that's like a strange comparison, but hear me out, okay? Because I love that song. So Super Trooper, the song by ABBA, is like about the experience of being on stage performing a song. Mm-hmm. And Lights Up, you know, you, you, to hear my Lights Up takes, like you can listen to our Light, Lights Up episode where we talk about this in more detail, but Lights Up is also about that. And so I, I find it really interesting and powerful, like the act of performing that song in front of a crowd and saying mm-hmm. like, all the lights can put in the dark running through my heart when like people are holding their lights up and like reenacting the experience that produced that song to be written. So yeah, I I always find that really cool. And it was particularly notable on that night because he had people kind of scream that I'm not ever going back thing. But yeah, I I always think about that because yeah, I just like that kind of, you know, meeting of meaning, if if you want to put it that way of like, 
the lyrics to the song and, and what it's about and, and the function of performing it at a concert like that. Uh, I feel like I want to cry like right now. Like I just, we have to move on. But uh, <laughs> listeners, like if you could see me right now, I'm just like very emotional. We have to move forward. We have to keep going. And Harry, speaking of being emotional, Harry was also emotional at that show. He usually does a speech before he performs Fine Line, and he did that night in Chicago, night one, too. And I just thought often he sounds like a little bit choked up. He sounded really choked up Mm -hmm. in Chicago, night one. So I don't know what made him particularly in his feelings that night. But yeah, I thought it was a... It was a meaningful moment before he sang Fine Line where he like thanked the audience like he usually does and he asks you to think about, you know, spending time with people you love and, and things like that. And so I thought that was a standout moment in the show too. Yeah, it was it was really it was just yeah, really great. Whew, okay. All right. Moving on finally to Chicago night two. Unless you have anything else about night one. Oh, one thing I will say is that like Niji and Harry like did a little skit mm-hmm. in the intro to Sunflower where they're like where Harry does his like boob boobs you know and they're like they like pretended to like look around like where are those coming from <laughs> and like he and Niji both did it and so I thought that was funny that is but, funny yeah. yeah their stage chemistry together is really great it's been really wonderful to watch that working relationship grow uh, over the tour because they are just fantastic together so yeah, uh, moving on to Chicago night two. Uh, Key, what do you think of the outfit from last night? Yeah, so the outfit was weirdly in this picture. It looks kind of orangey, but it was red. It was like this red, red pants, red shoes, and a red lace top with like kind of like a like a hairy skin tone underlay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I gotta say, I liked it. I liked the idea of it a lot. I liked the idea of the see through lace. This particular color red, I'm like not super hot on, I don't think. So it wasn't my favorite of these outfits. But um, yeah, I liked the idea of the lace. How did you feel about um, it? I really liked it. I do have to say that as somebody who's been like <laughs> remaking these outfits, I feel like Harry Lambert, the way that the room like he photographs these in, I feel like it must be inaccurate or like it's under some weird lighting because the lighting in the pictures... It just makes the outfits look different than they looked on stage. And I watched and have seen fan pictures and like videos. I know what these outfits look like. I feel like Harry Lampert is gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that bad dressing room lighting is like what the culprit is. It is. Here. It is. I, yeah, I feel, I feel gaslit by the bad dressing room lighting. Not really Harry Lampert. I love you so much. Um, okay, so fave moments. Uh, to be so lonely returned. Yeah, so that was obviously the big standout moment from Chicago Night 2. People have been begging, in my opinion, a little too much um, in the uh, considering the action of bringing 2,000 signs into the pit <laughs> on Chicago Night 1, which I thought was a little bit much, but hey, it happened. It happened. So, yeah. So Harry performed to be so lonely in Chicago night two. It took me a second to like realize that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It must have been a super fun moment in the pit and like in the show in general, oh God, I know. like to realize that he was doing it. So yeah, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, another standout moment from last night was somebody brought a sign saying, tell my boyfriend to propose. Or like convince my convince boyfriend, my to, boyfriend propose, to propose yeah. and Harry's reaction to it. He kind of gave an extended conversation and lecture to the boyfriend. He said, what's your hold up, Lucas? Are you best friends? 
You don't have to do it now, but if she's your best friend, you should do it. One thing that I thought was funny was like he he lectured the boyfriend and he started into Canyon Moon. And then he kept like during Canyon Moon, he told the boyfriend to propose again. Yeah, that was cute. Um, I think I think there is like somewhat of a like dangerous waters thing here with interactions mm -hmm. like this, where there's like a certain way that some of these could go that like could be a tad awkward. But yeah, I thought this one was fun. I thought his little continued reference to it in the song was cute. So yeah, my favorite part of this concert was that. And as we discussed earlier, possibly because he wasn't worried about having to perform until Wednesday, he sang almost all of Fine Line in the higher register in like his belt. And like, I was losing my mind. It was so good. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting choice because like the actual song Fine Line isn't belted until the very end. So I definitely didn't expect it. I'll be interested to see if he continues to do it going forward. But yeah, I did think it was a good performance of the song. And I'm and I'm happy that he continues to say we'll be all right. Because it is like, yeah, I agree with what you said earlier. That it is kind release, of like a, yeah. yeah, in the song. Okay, do you have anything else? Yeah, so we've got the Return of the Bananas song. We've got, there was multiple people evidently dressed as bananas that show. Because Harry shouted out, there's, I think he said, there's, there's people, people as bananas. bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I thought a really sweet moment from this show was when Harry thanked Elena uh, Fiorenzia, who was the designer of the bunny merch, who was at the show that night. So it was a really sweet moment. And, and I just think like, I don't know, I just, it, it was a surprise in the moment. I think people knew she was going to be there. And yeah, I really, the bunnies are, are a really cute design for the merch. So it was very cute, I thought, to, to see her shouted out. And I'm glad that she got that recognition in front of an arena of Tens of thousands of people, so that was nice. Yes, me too. We also got to confirm that it is bunnies, not hairs. There was so much speculation when the merch came out. They were like, what does it mean? And um, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's just bunnies. <laughs> I don't know. I have some thoughts about what it means oh. that I don't know would be appropriate for this podcast. But um, <laughs> What is an explicit rated podcast key? Listen, you guys, love on tour two bunnies like what's not clicking like i feel like the connection is like <laughs> not that difficult to figure out but anyway so yeah so let me see if there's anything else that we forgot here we've, we've got polly and harry dancing mm -hmm. with each other again i feel like every night there's like a new cute video of the two of them like bopping along to the rhythm and doing a cute dance mm -hmm. and yeah i think other than that that that's most of the stuff that emerges for me about chicago night too yeah definitely uh, I think that that covers everything that I'd like to talk about as well. So uh, we're going to move into the outro. Uh, again, thank you so much for all your input into this project. We really valued your time and participation. Key, do you want to take us out of here? Yeah, so you can contact us at weeblimharrystyles at gmail.com. On Twitter and Tumblr, we can be found at harrystylespod. You can follow us there, DM us there if you have any suggestions or any questions for us. So one thing that you could do for us that we'd really appreciate is rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'd so appreciate it if you took a second and gave us a rating if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcast host to become notified of our next episode. Thank you for listening. We love you and talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Come on.